Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man, where we like to talk about movies, sports, and whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. And today we're coming at you with part two of our discussion of the cult classic movie, The Big Lebowski. Yep. I believe last we left off, we were entering the throne room of The Big Lebowski. (laughs) It was more like a sitting room with a fireplace. (laughs) Yeah. The opera music blaring, the fire going, The Big Lebowski sitting there staring into the fire. No other light in the room except that from coming from the fire. He's got this whole tray of different alcohols (laughs) sitting within arm's reach. (laughs) He's in seclusion in the West Wing. It's very somber and dramatic opera music playing. I like that sort of overhanded reference to the West Wing from Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) There. (laughs) You know, and he's asking the dude, he goes, what makes a man? (laughs) And throughout this whole movie, he just kind of seems like, to no surprise, that the dude is just kind of like out of it. Because the rich Lebowski calls up Mr. Lebowski and he tries to correct him. And he's like, what did you say? He's like, "Uh, you know, I don't know, sir. He just moves on. You know, (laughs) it's just like whatever is going on in the dude's head just doesn't stop. Like, he doesn't go backwards. <laughs> yeah, just keeps moving on. I, I love, like, almost immediately he sits down and he starts to light up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Rich Lebowski is just like, what makes a man? Is it doing, is being prepared to do the right thing, you know, at the right time? And dude's just trying to smoke up. And <laughs> well, I love the dude's response. Like, what makes a man a man? And he's like, you know. I don't know, sir. <laughs> the pair of testicles. <laughs> yeah, a pair of testicles, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get you can't get any like any more stoner response to that question <laughs> that's from a great 60s you know era of love track what how many roads can a man walk down before you can call him a man kind of a hippie <laughs> thing and it's such a great response to that question <laughs> you know, what makes a man a man a pair of testicles <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, the Rich Lebowski just still still holds himself just, you know, holier than thou. Because, oh, you're making fun of me, but perhaps you're right. You know, it's so funny. And you can see he's crying. Right. And while he's, like, crying, the dude asks him, do you mind if I light up a J? (laughs) Do you mind if I light up a J? (laughs) (laughs) It's great because it's such a... You met Bunny and you met the Big Lebowski, you know, before this. And their marriage is very much a question mark, exclamation point, question mark, WTF. And you're like, what? No, you know, you know what it is. It's a trophy wife thing, you know? Right. Yeah. But it's not just it's not just a trophy wife. Like there, there are different kinds of trophy wife. And Bunny is definitely a particular kind of trophy okay. wife. <laughs> the question spawns from there is like... Why is he so distraught? Like, this, it seems, like, out of whack, like, the emotional response coming in here. Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in general, especially with what we're about to hear happened. Like, I guess we haven't heard yet what happened. But, it, yeah, going into this, it's sort of like, kind of like, twirling your head, like, really? 
Really? This guy who we saw who was just a pissed off, angry guy? (laughs) Obviously, he's a guy who's putting on a bravado, you know, that he's trying to overcompensate for the fact that he's a disabled rich person. Because he's disabled, he feels inferior, but he's like, but I have money, so that makes me superior, and I'm just going to act superior. Yeah. (laughs) In the next part coming up, he goes, are you surprised at my tears, sir? (laughs) And and dude's like, what? He's He's like, great men cry, sir. Strong men also cry. Strong men also cry. Like, again, He's trying to make himself superior regardless of the situation. Yeah. That holier than now kind of thing. Because now he can say that not only did he cry for what we're about to find out, but that he's also showing himself to be a man, you know, still masculine. Yeah. Strong man also cry. <laughs> which is true. <laughs> and then there's there's uh Brent pretending to, to, to be sad and whatnot. Yeah. And Brent's performance is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that it's just sort of that like that dog's you know sort of instinct my master is sad so I'm sad too kind of a, a, <laughs> yes. he captures it so perfectly <laughs> and that's sort of Brent's role in all this is to is to sort of project what the Big Lebowski's emotional state is in a dog kind of a way <laughs> So, and he does a fantastic job of it. And so the Brent, you know, steps forward with like a flat board with, with a note on it. And it's one of those crude ransom notes made out of like magazine clippings, you know. And uh, the dude's reading it off. You know, we have Bunny gather one million dollars in unmarked, non-sequential bills and instructions. No funny stuff. So he's just reading it off. And the big Lebowski is like, you know, written by, by men who would seek to destroy me. Or unable to achieve on a level field of play. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also funny because you're just like, but you definitely wouldn't play on a level field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dude's like, that's a bummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love because I, I love his response. Oh, huh? that's a bummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's where it kind of gets to the weird part. He reads the note, and then the big Lebowski goes, All right, Brent will fill you in. Get out of here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brent will fill you out on the details. <laughs> and the, and the, there's kind of a surprised look on the dude's face. He's like, Well, well where are we going now? <laughs> right. Of course, at this point, he's he's got half a joint in him. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then, you know, they, they leave the room, close the door, and Brent's like, oh, Mr. Olmowski's going to pay you handsomely to be courier, you know? Dude's like, well, why me, man? He goes, well, these might be the same people that soiled your rug. <laughs> and the dude goes, yeah. I mean, these guys might be the rug pissers? <laughs> and he's like, well, we just don't know, dude. <laughs> we just don't know, dude. <laughs> What's so better about that is that Brant is the one that calls him the dude. You know? The dude, yeah. <laughs> and the, the funny part is, like, this is a completely legitimate thing. Like, you would actually want somebody like like the dude who is in that position to be able to identify these people to possibly give a positive identification. You would want something like that. So this is all very legitimate. Like, this is, yeah, yeah, you would totally use the dude for this purpose. And, and just that just the Brent's response. Well, we just don't know, dude. <laughs> and, then, and then this next part is just kind of funny the way the, the English works. He goes, and you're in a unique position to confirm or disconfirm that suspicion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm. Disconfirm, then, eh? Disconfirm. That's the word we're going to form. Okay. All right. And then. then <laughs> And so he's like, you know, here's a beeper. We'll call you when they give us instructions. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't even give him the beeper then. 
he just says, you know, we'll, we'll let you know. Before we move on, you know, the the last scene, in my opinion, topped the scene before it on ridiculousness, right? Uh-huh. That's how I pitched this movie. It just keeps somehow, keeps getting more ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and the part of it that to me is ridiculous, the big, the big piece of it is the juxtaposition between what we know about the big Lebowski and his relationship with his wife coming into this. And then this emotional response to her kidnapping combined with the dude being brought into it and him being high for most of the conversation. (laughs) And then the final, the final conversation with Brent and you realize, Oh wait, no, this is actually like a legitimate plan. (laughs) (laughs) So the ridiculousness of that comes in with, with the fact that even though every piece and part of this scene is over the top in some amount of way. Like, it all makes sense <laughs> somehow. And you walk away from that going, well, that was massively overdramatic. There's no way they're going to pull off some some sort of overdramatism <laughs> beyond that. And then we move on to the Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know it's the Jesus yet, but yes. <laughs> so it starts off. Flash, you can tell from the, back, from the blurred background, you're back in the bowling alley. You just tell. And it's a close-up of a leg. Pretty much guess it's a man's leg. But it's in a purple pants. And as it scrolls down, it scrolls down to purple socks and purple bowling shoes. And the guy's fixing up the socks. And he's got like three fingers on it. And he's got something on his other hand. And he's just pulling up the socks. And it just goes right up his whole ensemble. And it's just nothing but straight purple <laughs> purple purple with some stripes you hear the the music starts to come in yes it's a spanish guitar uh, yeah <laughs> just... you see that the hand that was pulling up the socks now going over the if you ever been to a bowling alley you know that the ball returns got like a little air vent on it he's cooling his hand off in that and if you look real close he's got three rings on we could assume that these are like championship rings of some kind probably for bowling you know that's probably the assumption you know these guys you know if they win big they always wear their trophies on them and his pinky is colored red <laughs> like the pinky nail is painted red i didn't notice it the first time but now i'm noticing it. i'm like oh <laughs> yeah but it's definitely a man's hand because it's very hairy <laughs> 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 yes. And you're like, why is the one ring painted? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it pulls out and you see this guy, long black hair pulled into a ponytail in the back. He's just all in purple. He's got a wrist brace on his right hand holding the bowling ball. And as the music just starts building up, you start realizing that it's a song that you may know. <laughs> but it's all completely in Spanish guitar so far. And the guy is like setting up to roll the ball and he pulls the ball in real close as he's getting ready to throw it. He sticks out his tongue yeah. and touches the bowling ball with the back of his tongue. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing, the whole lead up is like this really overtly sexual. Right. Like he's like seductive thing. <laughs> right. And it's sort of like a play on like a, like a pinup or a, um, like a boudoir kind of a, a show, except it's this spanish looking dude with a ponytail dressed all in purple (laughs) he was now licking his bowling ball (laughs) 
<laughs> just like really really and you see that as he's getting ready to throw the ball with the close shot of the front it says embroidered over his left breast on the shirt it says jesus yeah and he goes and he throws the ball and just like everybody else up to this point that's thrown a bowling ball in this movie he scores a strike yeah and then he turns and he does this weird little dance you know this victory dance and that's that's when the music crescendos and you can finally tell oh i know what song this is hotel california it's a spanish version of hotel california it's a spanish acoustic version of hotel california (laughs) he's like such a weird scene for such a great song (laughs) you know when you think about it it really goes with his kind of character oh yeah this kind of trapped hispanic machismo kind of yeah but also trapped in another way we're about to find out and you know he's just got this personality it also it's sort of a take on the bowling alley itself being something like a hotel california sort of setup where the characters in the movie never seem to escape the bowling alley right everything just sort of always returns back to the bowling alley for better for worse you end up back in the bowling alley yep <laughs> and then he's, he's walking back to his team you know with the figure dance there's a stare down now a back and forth stare down looking at the dude's team you know it's a slow pan through and a flash back and forth yeah he's walking in slow motion <laughs> back from throwing his strike you know he's sort of like Doing the, you know, high fiver, yeah, you know, fist bump thing with his his compatriots, but also like staring at Walter <laughs> and the dude. First, the dude just slowly nods his head. Then it goes to Donnie, who just looks over his shoulder as he's like, you know, it looks like he's like trying to tie his shoe. And the Jesus blows him a kiss. <laughs> yeah. And Donnie's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what is going You know, Donnie being out of his element is sort of like the theme of Donnie, and this was very much a... <laughs> so the funny part about Donnie, he's like an eight-year-old in an adult's body. He's just there, you know? Yeah. He's doing his thing. He doesn't want any trouble, but he wants to be part of the team, and he's just there. <laughs> wants to be part of the show, <laughs> but he doesn't really know what's going on. And then it pans to Walter. Walter's, you know, giving back the death stare, you know? <laughs> he's just kind of left with this, what in the F is going on (laughs) you know because some scenes in this movie they take a while to build the ridiculousness up they all get there and they somehow surpass the last scene but some of the scenes in this movie just punch you right in the face (laughs) just right in the face and this is one of those scenes it comes out with a purple leg slapping you around (laughs) and then licking your head of the bowling ball. <laughs> it's just like, what? Who does that? <sighs> There's the fist bump in the air, and then it goes back to our uh, protagonist. Is that what you'd call them? Our protagonists? <laughs> I mean, it goes back to the opening scene where he gets set up as the, you know, he's not a hero, but sometimes there is a man, right? So he's obviously the protagonist. He's just not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> What can you say about him? He's the dude. He's the dude. <laughs> the dude just admires, you know, the Jesus. You know, he's like, that creep can roll, man. And of course, and Walter, not being able to just let somebody have a compliment, he goes, goes, yeah, 
but he's a pervert, dude. That is <laughs> a pervert. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's serious. He's he's a sex offender with a record. He did six months in Chino for exposing himself to an eight year old. So it's just what's funny when he says that is just you're just like, how do you know that? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. There's several things that happen. You're like, huh? You know, I didn't think this could get more ridiculous, but. We notched it up, baby. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> you know, you're very much in Donnie's shoes during this this whole thing. You, sh- you just don't know what the f is going on. You're like, what in the f- is happening here? <laughs> right? Because right. he goes on and goes. Your Walter is saying this. Yeah, he's like, when he came out to Hollywood, he had to go door to door to tell everyone he was a pederast. And, and Donnie, much like the rest of us, went, "What's a pederast?" And then I was like, "Shut the f- up, Donnie." <laughs> Poor Donnie. (laughs) (sighs) And then that's the end of the conversation. And they switch over to the main story again, which is Walter going, hey, how much did he give you? By he, he meant the big Lebowski. And the dude's like, 20 grand, man. And, you know, of course, I still get to keep the rug. (laughs) Cannot forget (laughs) the rug. (laughs) The rug. The The whole thing that sort of spurs this story onward. And somehow continues to spurn it onward into other tracks. And we're not going to see those until a little bit. But the rug really ties the movie together. <laughs> Just that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, he gave me this beeper. So this is where the beeper comes in. And said, whenever the guys call, you know, they're, they're going to beat me and tell me where to go. And of course, Walter, because what the dude's talking about doesn't pertain to Walter or anything that Walter particularly cares about in this moment goes, well, what happens if it's during a game? <laughs> the dude's like, well, I told him, man. I, I told him if uh, I couldn't do it if it was during a uh, league play. <laughs> well, it, it, <laughs> so I love that. that. That nothing's more important than the bowling league. <laughs> it's not like the dude skips a beat or, or like, Walter, this is more important or anything. No, he like has a ready answer. Oh, no, I already told him. <laughs> I already told him. Bowling is more important than this guy's wife <laughs> who's been kidnapped. <laughs> you know, I respect that. I respect that because I, for one, love bowling. And you know what? If I was in that situation and I could say that without without blinking an eye, I'd feel like the man at that moment. If I thought that, that twenty grand in a rug was less important than bowling, I mean, I, I you know, <laughs> hey, that's man, it. I've made it. I've made it. That's it. I've made it. I I have found my center. <laughs> I have achieved oneness with the universe. <laughs> so they go on, and the dude's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's no big deal, man. This is." real easy you know do a handoff of 20 grand in a rug and this is when he starts to justify the whole thing like why the whole thing isn't a big deal why the kidnapping and the money and all of it is uh is no big deal he goes you know she probably kidnapped herself and walter's like what do you mean dude he's like well rug peers did not do this you know you got this uh, young trophy wife you know who owes money all over town and she figures you know she's not getting enough so she's gonna kidnap herself and take the money <laughs> and it's at this point is then walter suddenly feels like he now he's got a reason to be involved because he makes him superior you know he's like that you know yeah then you see him starting to get riled up <laughs> and this is when you start learning a little bit more about the dude 
about who he is because then he starts quoting you know like lennon goes you know it, it's like lennon said you look for the person that will benefit and you know and he just again with half-formed thoughts <laughs> and donnie cuts in as soon as donnie hears the word lennon he's like i am the walrus <laughs> the dude's tripping over himself trying to come up with a point and donnie just keeps chiming in I am the walrus. I am the walrus. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, for any of our viewers who are young, he's quoting a Beatles song. <laughs> John Lennon. He's quoting John Lennon. <laughs> who the dude is not quoting. <laughs> he's quoting that Vladimir Lennon. <laughs> Very different. Right. It's at this point that Walter just screams. And this is like what everyone remembers about the phrase. Because you hear it all the time in the movie. Shut the up donnie this is when walter screams and shut the f up donnie and at that point you kind of agree with walter because <laughs> like what is donnie even saying here because <laughs> he just keeps saying i'm the walrus over and over and over again <laughs> so there's this this really kind of funny like conversation going around one person's not paying attention one person just is trying to get riled up for no particular reason and the person who all of this talking is supposed to be focused on can't make his point yeah <laughs> he's just so far out <laughs> he just can't make his point and then as this conversation is going on we pivot to a picture of the other team with jesus and his bowling buddy trying to clean their bowling ball <laughs> with like this sling it's got like two handles on it the ball sits in this like hammock sling kind of thing and they're just pulling it back and forth back and forth right over their crotch <laughs> yeah again it's a it's another overtly sexual you know kind of call to a burlesque sort of <laughs> thing except it's you know two middle-aged guys one <laughs> overweight <laughs> playing with their bowling balls <laughs> you're just kind of like wow oh yeah i forgot we're still these guys are still part of the scene apparently <laughs> we haven't dealt with them yet uh, also something we skipped was they showed jesus going door to door on a couple or to one door right well you went to the one door there's a big guy there <laughs> yeah when walter mentions it and it's funny because it's a very different version of that character we see he's kind of a you know he's sort of wearing you know slacks and a normalish shirt right you know and he kind of he's sort of scared looking which you know makes sense if i had to go door to door to tell people i was a sex offender i'd be scared too <laughs> one of the reasons they made that law <laughs> It's at this point that Walter's really picking up steam. The whole thing is just so ridiculous. Like, Walter, it's it's almost like he suddenly there's a switch that gets flipped. Because all of a sudden he starts bringing up Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, because like, so you're standing at the stove and, and all the stovetops are off. And then you take one of them and you just crank it to high. That's what happened. <laughs> like, and it's not electric. It's a gas burner. So it's immediately it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts going on. I didn't watch my buddies die. Face down in the mud. Down in the mud. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but and the dude's like, "Hey, man, this has nothing to do with Vietnam." And, and Walter's like, "Well, I'm not talking about a literal connection." And the dude's like, "There's no connection to Vietnam." <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I'm just talking about. And the dude's like, man, it's your role, man. It's your role. Just go bull, man. Just go bull. <laughs> and it's at this point we see 
hey Zeus, come around to talk to our protagonist here. First words out of his mouth, are you ready to get man? (laughs) I see you guys rolled your way to to the semis. Mio's deal, you know, you're going to, Liam and I are going to, or Liam and me, he says. Yeah. We're going to you up <laughs> yeah and all the time he's gyrating his hips <laughs> right. like with every that's his gesticulation like he's not using his hands he's using his hips to talk <laughs> thrusting in the direction of the problem <laughs> yes tough man <laughs> and so comes in another great line from this movie pretty quintessential pretty much sums up the dude and who he is and he says you know he goes yeah well you know that's just like your opinion man <laughs> opinion man <laughs> It's it's a great line I've used to diffuse situations before. It's like, I understand you're all riled up and everything, but it's just your opinion, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so laid back. And now he starts to call out Walter. He's like, you pull any of that crazy gun stuff with us and take out your gun. I'm going to take your gun away from you. Shove it up your and pull the trigger until I hear it go click. Yeah. <laughs> Walter's just looking nonplussed, and the dude goes, Jesus. Yeah. And that's what, he just goes, You said it, man. Nobody f- the Jesus. The whole time you're like, Nobody talks like this. People don't talk like this. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> this is a shot of our protagonist with the look of, What the fuck on their face? Like, like of all the craziness that's gone on, these people are perplexed about what just happened, just like like the rest of us. Yeah, the dude has now joined Donnie and the rest of the audience in in the what in the hell is going on? Whereas Walter, it's like ah, I am now in my element. <laughs> now we move on to the next scene. I think at this point, here's the thing: every time we go into the next scene, we're gonna introduce those scenes by saying. Guess what? It gets weirder because it's going yeah, to get it gets, weirder. It, it gets more ridiculous somehow. And coming out of that scene, you're like, okay, surely, surely that was the wa- the high water mark. It's not. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I mean, we literally had a guy constantly insinuating that he was having sex with his bowling ball. <laughs> like, tell another man that he was going to shove a gun up his. <laughs> pull the trigger until it went click that happened in the last scene surely this next scene cannot be more ridiculous but it does so we flash to the dude lying on the floor lying on the rug the rug that he stole stole quote unquote and he's got his walkman on and from what you can hear from the sound it's the sound of a bowling alley just pins being knocked over balls being thrown onto the alley as you're hearing the sounds, it focuses on the cassette next to the Walkman, and it says Venice Beach League Playoffs 1987. And there's no commentary. It's just the sound of the bowling alley. And that's on side A. Side B says Bob. <laughs> so he's just listening to the bowling alley. It's like meditation for him. Yeah. His eyes are closed. You're focused on his face, and then he opens them, and then you're looking up, and what do you see? A red-headed woman and two guys just wearing all denim. The woman looks to the Hispanic guy to her right. The guy leans over and just, bam, punches the dude right in the face. End scene. No words. No, just, wham. And you're just just like, okay, what did I just witness? I witnessed a middle-aged man laying on his rug in the middle of a room listening to a bowling alley. 
and then getting punched in the face by four people he did not hear come into his apartment. <laughs> to signify just the punch is an explosion of fireworks. This is some of the best parts of the movie because they really do a great job with music. Yeah. What we hear as this part of the scene starts up is the song The Man in Me. So the punch rolls in, and I, I include both the punch and the dream sequence that follows part of the same scene. So the punch rolls in, you know, the explosion of fireworks rolls into a dream sequence. Into a dream sequence. And the dream sequences in this movie are just so great. <laughs> yeah, there's two of them. They have a ridiculousness progression as well. <laughs> and they're both prophetic, which is very interesting uh-huh. <laughs> to me. <laughs> because they both sort of push forward to things that are going to happen later in the movie. But they do it in such a way that it's it's still fairly symbolic. And so it starts with the dude flying in his bathrobe, flying over what looks like L.A. at night. And as he's flying, he looks ahead and he sees a woman, the same woman that we saw with her gang <laughs> earlier, riding a carpet over Las Vegas with him. And the dude's got a big old smile on his face. And he's like trying to swim to catch up. She's just getting further away. And then the next thing you know, he's holding a bowling ball as he's flying. And then he just goes skyrocketing to the floor. (laughs) Yeah, it's very much a Looney Tunes moment. Like, like he notices that he's holding the bowling ball. (laughs) And then the look of, oh, no, I'm holding a bowling ball while flying. (laughs) And then (laughs) it goes, the scene goes black. And then the next thing you see is a black bowling ball coming out of the ball return. The dude looks small standing on the ball return watching this. Like, it's like that Indiana Jones moment, seeing a giant ball coming at you. And he's just terrified looking and before the ball reaches him he just stands up real tall puts his arms together in like a a straight line you know and you're made to believe that he gets he just falls right into one of the holes in the bowling ball now all of a sudden you're seeing the perspective of what it would be like to look out of the bowling ball as it's going down the alley (laughs) just rolling i have to look away a lot in this scene because (laughs) otherwise i'll vomit And of course, the natural conclusion of this is the ball hits the the bowling pins, the pins go everywhere. Then you hear a beeping and a red light. Dawn comes with the scene and the beeper's going off. The dude's just lying on a wood floor now. Still has his headphones in. And he just starts groaning and waking up. (laughs) Music starts fading away. It's interesting. The... The dream sequences always have two parts. There's the kind of nice dream portion at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it shifts over to a nightmare portion. Right. In the first dream sequence, the beginning pieces is sort of flying along and the, you know, la, 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 and following the woman on the rug, which is obviously a reference to her taking the rug, <laughs> which we find later. We find out later in the show. And then it goes into the nightmare sequence once he has the bowling ball and he, he plummets to the to the ground and then gets to get absorbed into the bowling ball. (laughs) (laughs) Everything ends up back at the bowling alley somehow. Somehow. (laughs) The dude wakes up with the beeper going off and he's groaning because he just got whacked in the face. And Then we jump back to the big Lebowski's mansion and Brant giving the dude instructions. They called like 45 minutes ago and they want you to take the money and drive north on the 405, which is a highway in California. They'll call with you with instructions in 40 minutes. So this kind of movie dates itself because he talks about portable phone and Brant's giving him instructions. You got to go alone. It's what's funny as he's giving his instructions, he notices that you got punched in the jaw. He's like, what happened to your jaw? (laughs) 
dude's just shake it off like, oh, nothing, man, nothing. I want my money. <laughs> and for me, th- these are kind of strung together as a scene, or you could even end it. Like this, this is kind of the beginning of a new, a new scene piece <laughs> uh, or set piece. You walk into this movie, and it, and so far in the movie, it's sort of a single string movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's this guy who's just trying to get his rug back slash get a new rug who got brought into this problem that he is you know he has now been brought into the problem twice once by the people looking for money and now again by the people who have the money on the other side and he's been brought in by both sides and he doesn't really want to be there and now suddenly we have this other knot that's been tied on and there's another string because this random woman just showed up at his house and punched him in the face and took his rug and took his rug and somebody <laughs> took his rug again <laughs> again so again we have the quest for the rug beginning again however at the same time, he's still got, like, the main quest <laughs> that he's on. And so you're like, wait a minute. This movie has, like, extra parts. <laughs> but they're extra parts that are still very much connected and very close to the main part. It's not like, you know, they're, like, side quests that have nothing to do with each other. They all have something to do with each other. Yeah. So Brant's giving them the instructions, handing them the money. And when you look at the phone, it is literally, like, it's almost like a lunchbox-sized battery pack with a phone attached to it with a cord very 90s very early cell phone technology (laughs) and brand tells him you know please do follow whatever instructions that her life is in your hands mr lebowski wanted me to repeat that her life is in her hands dude he's like don't tell me that man yeah don't tell me that man don't put that on me don't put that evil on me rick and bobby (laughs) and he's like and brand's putting his hands up her life's in your hands dude the life's in your hands. Dude. He just keeps <laughs> repeating it. The life's in your hands, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying her life's in your hands, dude. And dude's looking Stop like, saying that. <laughs> what the f*** is going on here? <laughs> and it's because Brent, like, he kind of throws his hands up. Like, it's not, you know, hey, I'm not doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because I was ordered. You know, I, her, life, her life's in your hands, dude. Her life's in your... And every time the dude goes to say something, he just stops her. Her life's in your hands, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Next is like we're just in a car pulling up and into this like little bodega lot kind of thing, you know, like a liquor store and whatnot. And there's Walter standing there. <laughs> he says, move over, man. Take the ringer. <laughs> and the dude's like, what is happening right now? What is happening right now? Just like everybody else. It's so funny how much the hero's journey mem- uh, mimics the audience's experience in this. Yeah. <laughs> the hero's just as confused as the audience. And so, you know, you go into the scene thinking, okay, like somehow this now story now has another string to it. There's a whole side quest quest going on now. But this has got to be straightforward, right? <laughs> like the dude's just going to go drop the money off and we're all going to be okay here. And he's going to move on to figuring out where the rug is now with this other woman, right? There's this this piece of the story is about to be wrapped up <laughs> and we're going to move on to the other thing. And and then he stops and picks up Walter. And you know, you know, just, this, just seeing how Walter is dressed, you're like, uh-oh, everything's about to go sideways, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I saw this, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I've got a friend like that, the friend who invites himself into a situation because he thinks he's going to that he's going to solve this for everyone. And you're like, dude, there is no way this is going to get better. This is only going to get worse. (laughs) Yeah, you are 
only going to make this worse <laughs> because even the dude's like where the where are you going man <laughs> and then, and then he's like take the ringer <laughs> dude's like what the hell are you talking about opens up this leather satchel and it's just full of dirty white underwear <laughs> it's like what 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 Walter, what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> my dirty undies dude the laundry the whites <laughs> <laughs> it's like thanks for going into detail i appreciate it <laughs> and the dude's like oh, well i'm sure there's a great reason why i'm looking at your underwear right now but i don't understand and he just keeps saying well the, you know the ringer's gotta gotta feel right it can't be empty man he's like what the hell are you talking about he's like well i got to thinking why sell for a measly 20 grand when we could have the full million and at this moment if you're like me you're just thinking oh this cannot go well <laughs> yeah you're like oh no oh, oh no. here we go it's all gone sideways <laughs> and even the dude's like what we man what we when, when was there a we because the dude the dude is walking out of that conversation with brent with her life's in your hands ringing in his ear and the instruction you know go alone no funny stuff <laughs> and now he's sitting in a car with walter and walter's driving right <laughs> And he's holding a ringer, which is very obviously funny stuff. <laughs> and saying, we this and we that. He's like, what are you talking about, we, man? There's not supposed yeah. to be a we. And he's like, well, you know, why settle for 20 grand when we can get a million? He's like, no, no, this is very wrong, okay? He goes, well, you know, this isn't a game. And Walter's like, this is a game. You said so yourself. She kidnapped herself. The dude's like, whoa. Wait a minute. I said I thought she kidnapped herself. Okay. I don't know that for certain. And certainly I don't want to find out with you screwing things up. <laughs> I love the dude's response to this because he's like, Walter, I, I was probably stoned and drunk while we were bowling when I said that. <laughs> you know, like, and you've taken me completely, totally serious. Like, I'm drunk now, probably. <laughs> or high. <laughs> You just see the exasperation building in the dude. He's just like, I just want to get this job done and then go get my f***ing rug back, <laughs> man. And it's at this point that the phone rings. And, of course, the dude picks up the phone. This dude here, the voice over the phone goes, who is this? And just like exasperated. He's like, dude, this is the bag, man. Where do you want us to go? And where do you want us? And it was at that moment that the person on the other phone goes, us? Who's us? And, and the dude's like, son of a <laughs> supposed to go alone. <laughs> I've already effed it up. I was right at the beginning of this and I've already effed it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, me and the driver, because I'm not going to hold the money and the phone and drive the car. <laughs> you know, which is actually a some, somewhat valid response here. <laughs> but it doesn't help the fact that Walter's in the driver's seat going, are you this up as loud as he can. The person on the phone's like, "Who the f is that?" And the dude's like, "It's the driver. I told you." And the guy hangs up. And <laughs> Walter and the dude are going back and forth, like, "You f it up now. You f it up." And he hung up, man. You f it up. And <laughs> it's at this moment again, Walter's just trying to be like the better person, whatever he is. So he switches tactics, like, "Dude, you need to calm down." You need to calm down. You're not being very dude-like. And you're like, you, Walter, it's your fault. Because <laughs> the whole time he's got ringing in his ear, her life's in your hand, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you're being very undo. Being very undo like. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna call back. They're gonna call back. See, and the phone rings. Yeah, see, nothing's. F- They're a bunch of f- yeah. amateurs. Like as he picks up the phone. I mean, this whole thing. It's it's about as clearly a representation of two monkeys trying to. A football <laughs> version of of doing a money handoff, <laughs> and just as comedically, the voice on the phone, dude's like, "Dude, here." He's like, "All right, you know, we'll we'll keep going with the plan, but no funny stuff." <laughs> At this point, the dude's like, "All right, man, let's just get this done. I'm getting tired of this already, and I'm not even driving. <laughs> just tell us where you want us to go." And he says, "All right, you're gonna go down this highway." When you get to the middle of the wooden bridge, you just toss out the case of the money in it over out the driver window. <laughs> it's at this point that Walter is like, aha, now I'm going to tell you my grand scheme, which is we throw out the ringer, you know, the bag with his dirty undies in it. <laughs> we'll grab one of them and torture them. Like originally, they were both under the assumption that this was a trade, like they were going to give them the money. And then they were going to give Bunny was going to come with the dude, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what the dude expected. That's what you know. That's what everybody kind of figured in a handoff situation. And what just happened on the phone call was, no, you're just going to throw the money out the window, <laughs> and then we'll release Bunny later. And the dude's thinking, okay, we can't do Walter's crazy plan now because they're going to know that they got a ringer and they won't let her go, right? And then I'll be under the gun. And so Walter then like pivots. He's like, aha, I got a crazier plan now. (laughs) (laughs) You slow the car down to 15 miles an hour. I roll out with my Uzi (laughs) and I go get them. And this is to me why like alarms are going off in my head when the dude picks them up. You're like, "Uh oh, (laughs) everything's about to go sideways because he's carrying two things. He's got that leather case. But the other thing he's holding is like a wrapped up in butcher paper something which is very obviously a gun. <laughs> I don't know anybody who doesn't think it's a gun. But it's at this point where Walter tells us that, yes, it's his Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the dude's trying to convince him not to do it. He goes, I love you, man, but one of these days you're going to have to face up to the fact that you're a fucking moron. <laughs> and Walter's just like not listening. He's like, all right, dude, no time to argue. <laughs> you know, keep it at 15 miles per hour. I'll roll. <laughs> And he opens the door, throws himself out, and as he's throwing himself out of the car, Walter is, the package with his gun in it comes out of his hand and hits the ground hard and just starts spinning laterally while shooting. And it's funny because this goes, like, the ridiculous level is is pretty ridiculous. The whole conversation, the argument, the, you know, these are a bunch of amateurs while he's trying to talk to them on the phone like as as hard as they look like they're trying to screw this thing up it's fairly decent level of ridiculousness and then like walter's plan like he tells the dude his plan and then immediately puts it into action and you're just kind of like okay (laughs) it was like somebody kicked the rock down a very steep hill and all of a sudden it's spinning out of control so that that that's just where we're at (laughs) (laughs) you know and then as the gun's going off it's shooting the back of the car hits a tail light 
hits a tire and the car just slams into an electric pole. <laughs> yeah. Like before Walter gets out of the car, he throws the ringer out of the window and then he slow, you know, tells the dude to slow down, opens the door and then rolls out. <laughs> and, and the dude's like, he, he can't control the car. So he crashes into that light pole and then he gets out with them and he's yelling at him. He's like, Hey, we got, I got the money right here. But of course, you you start to hear a bunch of motorcycles rev up. <laughs> you see them just taking off down the road. Walter's limping, getting up, limping. And they're the, him and the dude are watching the motorbikes go off in the distance. And what does Walter say? There's a, just a silence for for like five seconds, just a moment of silence. And he goes, "Dude, let's go bowling." <laughs> and and there's you know. <sighs> Because this whole, like, in Walter's plan, I don't think we talked about Walter's plan. His pivot plan was, I'm going to roll out and then I'm going to grab one of them, you know, while they're getting the money, the the bag, and we're going to hold one of them hostage while they, and so they give us money. Right. And, and obviously, you know, Walter injures himself <laughs> getting out of the car. And so he can't make it to them before they speed off on their bikes. You can see the dude is just sort of in this shocked, we were totally effed. <laughs> and Walter's just staring like he's got this like kind of blank look on his face and it's, bleep it, let's go bowling. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, appreciate everybody's uh, patronage. Remember, we've got a website and now we've got a Facebook page. In the search bar, look Pat and the Fat Man. So like us on the Facebook, share, uh, tell your friends about us. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. We'd love to have discussions with you folks on Facebook. That, I think, is going to be a great place that I would like to engage with our listeners, too. Yep. We're old, so Facebook's our place. Right. <laughs> we appreciate all your help. Come a patron. Help us pay our editor. We really appreciate it. This has been another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. Stay classy. The dude abides. Are, you know, I thought it was, are you ready to get in the <laughs> no, it just is man. Okay, all right. No, no, the thing comes up in a little bit. Okay, it's coming. <laughs> ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs>